Hello, my friends. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. I am, first of all, going to thank you right off the bat for choosing this podcast today, choosing to listen to this episode. Um, I am so grateful for you guys. Um, I'm coming up on the two-year anniversary of the podcast uh, at the end of January, and my goal was I was going to try for 100,000 downloads by the end of the month, and, you know, I didn't think we were going to make it, but we, we just might. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm at 87,000 right now. And so, all right, we can do this. I'm going to push full steam ahead to get this podcast into as many mom's ears as possible. And it's because of your stories. It's because of your experiences. I have my own. Yes, of course. But it's the way that you guys show up, whether you reach out to me on Instagram and the DMs, um, or if you're in Mothers Together and I talk to you there, or you've been on the podcast and I talk to you here, you all have stories too. And it turns out that other moms really want to hear them, right? And if you've clicked on this episode and you're listening to this right now, it means you want to hear another mom's story too. It's this community sense that changes everything. And, and I've been saying that from the beginning. And the podcast is one piece of that community puzzle, um, and so I'm, I'm so glad that you're, you're listening, but I also want to invite you to do something that I've never asked for before. And that is to share a story for a mini episode of the podcast. So let me explain every Monday, as you guys know, I bring on a mom, we have a back and forth conversation, uh, you know, a really nice chat. And we talk all about what it's like to raise neurodivergent kids in general. You know, we talk about their lives. I've also started bringing some dads on on Fridays. And by the way, I, I, I only had a few dads volunteer, but if I have more dads, I am so happy to keep that series going because it did really well and was really popular. Um, and then those in between Monday and Friday episodes, I really was thinking that I would be able to basically get on this microphone every day and, and talk about whatever's on my mind. And as much as I would love to do that, there are literally not enough hours in the day and I can't, at least not yet, not, not in this current season of business and life. But at the same time, I feel like a once a week episode with a mom isn't enough because I think it would be really helpful if you got to hear on a regular basis an anecdote from another mom raising a neurodivergent kid. And so I'm inviting all of you, every single one of you listening right now, if you are interested to submit to me an anonymous anecdote about a moment in your life raising a neurodivergent kid. And and my parameters here are pretty, pretty loose. Um, I'm only looking for it to be related to raising a neurodivergent kid, but that's pretty much it. Um, you know, it can be a positive story. It can be a struggle. It can be both. Um, the idea is that the listeners, you guys go, oh my gosh, I, I have had that same experience before. Oh, we went through the same thing. Wow. It's good to know that I'm not the only one who had a child react that way in that situation, right? It's all about validation, validation, validation. And this would be different from the Monday episodes. So this would be short. I'm talking 10-ish minutes, give or take, you know, five, three to five minutes in either direction. But it would be a short episode, a quick bite. 
and it would be a specific story that you're telling. So when I say the word story, I really mean moment in time, anecdote. For example, my very first episode of this podcast, which many of you have heard, is called my rock bottom parenting moment. And I'm talking about the waffle story with Mr. Nine, who was three at the time. But I've also told the story uh, with the egg pan. And a lot of you listened to that one. I, I don't I want to say that was like episode four or five, maybe. That was a specific moment in time about this egg pan. That's what I'm looking for here, where you are telling the story, just like if you had a friend that you were picking up the phone or FaceTiming or texting or whatever, and you were like, I have to tell you what happened to us today. That's the story I want to hear. So again, it's going to be kept short, 10 minutes-ish, um, certainly no more than 20, but really aim for closer to 10. It's completely anonymous. I'm not going to put your name in the title of these episodes. I'm not going to, you know, you, you're not going to say your name or your kids' names or anything like that. Although if you don't care, that's totally fine too. And you would just record yourself. I'm not even going to be in this conversation. Um, the best way to go about this would just to be a using a voice recording app on your phone. Um, there are plenty to choose from. Um, and once you record yourself, you can, it, it will allow you to share that file and you're going to share it right to my email. My email is on the hard days at gmail.com. I'll put it in the, the show notes of this episode as well. Um, you're just going to email me the file directly and I'm going to take that file and obviously I'll give it a quick listen just to see, you know, if, um, if you need to take a second to um, comfort a, a screaming child, not to worry, I will edit that part out. You know, I'll do some basic editing, but then I'm just going to upload it. And I would love to do this on a daily basis. Now, it all depends on how many, um, you know, how many people do it. But the fact of the matter is, is we all have stories and actually reminds me of teaching. It reminds me, you know, when I'm teaching fifth graders writing and this is part of our fifth grade curriculum with writing is to talk about like a moment in time. And so many kids struggle with this and I hand them that paper. And of course it's like, I don't know what to write about. I don't have any stories. I, and, and I say on the flip side, all you have are stories. Every single moment in your life is a story. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing right this very second is technically actually a story. If you're driving to work and you're in a rush, that's a story. If you are walking your dog right now um, with a poop bag in one hand and a coffee in the other and a leash around your wrist, that's a story, right? We all have a million stories. The question is, what stories do you have that you think other moms of neurodivergent kids would find comfort in, in hearing? So if you want to submit more than one story, by all means, I would just do them as separate files. That's all. I would just request that um, because they will be different podcast episodes. And because it's anonymous, unlike the Monday episodes where I'm saying the mom's name, these are anonymous. I'm just going to upload it. You know, on Tuesday, we're going to have this episode talking about this trip to the library. And on, on Thursday, I'm uploading uh, an episode where someone's telling a, a story about uh, parent teacher conferences, whatever it is. Or um, this morning, trying to get ready for school. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. But when you tell a story, 
just as I tell my fifth graders when you're writing. When you're telling a story, it needs to have something that will appeal to the reader or the listener. You know, what's the message of this story? What are you trying to convey? That this is hard, this journey we're on? Yeah. So feel free to convey that. This is hard. Or we can triumph. Small wins are big wins. Absolutely. Whatever. But you're telling a specific story about a moment in time when something happened with your neurodivergent kid. Um, and, and that's what I'm hoping to get out of this. Because I think it would be nice, especially if they're only 10 minutes long, for moms to just grab these little quick stories and, and listen to them um, on a daily basis. And it's like, okay, all right, this mom's been through that moment too. I can do this. I can put one foot in front of the other. I can do this. So that's the goal. So I'm inviting you always, I'm going to put this out and, you know, it'll be uh, an intro into my podcast for, for a little while. Um, but the offer will always stand. Record yourself uh, on a voice recording app, take the file and send it to me via email at ontheharddays@gmail.com, at gmail.com. And I will do a quick edit if need be, and then upload it. Don't worry about mistakes. This is not, uh, no perfectionism here. Um, there are no such thing as mistakes. Like if you were talking to a friend, you wouldn't be like, you know what, let me tell the whole story all over again because I said um too many times. No, you're good. Just tell the story. What's on your heart about a specific moment in time? Any questions, you know how to reach me. Um, DM me on Instagram at on the hard days with dots in between each word um, or email me. Um, but I am ready for these submissions. So you don't even need to check in with me unless you want to. You can go ahead today today, right now, if you have 10 minutes, find a voice recording app. Uh, iPhones just have one built in if you swipe down from the top right corner. Um, but you can also download an app and just, just tell a story. It can be from when your kid was two or five or 10 or 15 or whatever. doesn't matter. Tell the story, keep it anonymous, send it my way. I'm going to be putting out these episode shorts as soon as the entries come in. As always, my friends, thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful for you. And now on to the episode. First off, before I start my actual story, I wanted to tell you just how amazing I think this idea is. Um, I have an older brother who he and I love to sit down and talk about um, business ideas and stuff. And one of the ones that I recently kind of pitched to him was doing a podcast and then having moms with neurodivergent children and ASD spectrum kid um, moms kind of write in and tell different stories because I'm sure we have them. We all have these crazy stories of things that our kiddos have done or things that have been done to our kiddos and I just thought it would be great to hear and you know commiserate together and so when I saw your podcast pop up recently with your um, in your own words I was just elated I was to the moon just so excited to see that somebody had already done it and um so then my next step was I gotta do one myself <laughs> so um without further ado well a tiny bit thank you thank you so much for um creating this I think it's amazing so with that being said I'll start our little story my seven-year-old was recently diagnosed with autism and ADHD 
and at a much younger age was diagnosed with developmental delay, epilepsy, um, hypotonia, just a slew of just kind of random other things. Um, oh, apraxia, so he is nonverbal. And early on in our journey through all of this, he was having tons and tons and tons of ear infections. I mean, ear infection after ear infection. And it was very frustrating because our pediatrician at the time told us he'd be fine. She kept saying, he'll grow out of it, he'll be fine. So anyways, along with his epilepsy diagnosis, his quote-unquote normal seizures, as we called them, he also had a febrile seizure disorder where he would go into um, febrile seizures when he spiked a fever. And so he was unable to tell us when his ears were hurting him. I mean, he'd get a little bit fussy, but he's always been a little on the cranky-ish side. So we kind of just chalked it up to him being him and being grumpy at certain times until it would get so bad that he would just be this angry, angry, angry person. And then all of a sudden he'd get a crazy high fever, have a seizure, we'd take him in. Sure enough, super bad double ear infection. And that was kind of the ebb and flow of how it went for a while. So his pediatrician kept telling us that he was fine. So eventually we ended up getting another pediatrician. And as soon as I went to go see her, the very first time, she took one look at his chart and said, have you thought about tubes for him? And I almost cried because I felt so validated in just the constant bugging of his old pediatrician. You know, is there anything more we can do? Is there, can we please get tubes? And she just kept pushing us off and pushing us off. And so to finally receive that was oh, so good. So she sent us to the audiologist and at the audiology appointment, he just was completely non-compliant. Um, if any of you have taken your your kiddos on the spectrum to an audiologist, it's very intrusive. They're in their space. And then there's a lot of sensory things going on. You put it into a dark room and there's lights going and noises going and they're expected to tell you where the noises are coming from and this and that. And it just did not go over well with him. He was not having it, and then they tried to put those little tabs in his ears that send out a computer wave, and the wave is supposed to go back to the computer and tell you how many decimals he can hear on each side, and that didn't go over because he wouldn't lay still enough for it to actually go through. And so that ended up being a bust, and as we were leaving there, the doctor, the audiologist kind of mentioned so I think that it's less of a hearing problem and more of a behavioral problem. And I almost lost my marbles on him. <laughs> I was like, yeah, my kid might have a little bit of behavior issues, and you would too, on top of what already is going on, if you constantly were sick and you constantly felt like crap. You're going to be a little upset and a little cranky too, and you're not going to want people to be messing with your ears constantly. So anyways, we left there. I went back to the pediatrician because without the audiology approval, our insurance wouldn't let us go through with the tubes. So she got a referral to the closest children's hospital, which ended up being this huge blessing. <clears throat> and we, the way that she got it, just in case anybody is looking for this, 
Instead of stating that she was worried about his ear infections, she stated that she was worried about him being nonverbal and it being a side effect of the ear infections or, you know, whatever have you. So we needed to see a pediatric ENT at the children's hospital level. So we did that. We went to took the closest children's hospital, <clears throat> saw the pediatric ENT, and he was just the sweetest, kindest man. And he said, look, took one look at his chart and was like, oh, absolutely. I don't even need to do any other testing, any other sleep studies. He's had so many ear infections. Let's get him tubes. And I was so excited. And in the midst of all of this, he and I are just talking and going over our little man and just get, he's trying to get to know him better and his past and present issues and everything. And I'm in tears telling him what a long road this has been and how appreciative I am of him doing this for us. And I'm just in tears talking about how he's constantly sick. I mean, he, he caught all the things and it would right away go to a sinus infection or a um, ear infection and or the ear infection would go to a sinus infection. It was just a constant battle back and forth of him being sick nonstop and it was never ending. And I look over and he looks over and it's as if both of us are to look at him and just be like, oh, you poor little guy. And while we're looking at him in this children's hospital's office that I'm sure many a people come to in and out of every day, sickness and health, <laughs> my little guy is curled up underneath my seat, which he often does. He just, it's a little comfort zone for him. He likes his caves, but he's curled up underneath my seat, licking the leg of the chair, licking it. <laughs> and I looked at him and I just looked at the doctor and I started laughing hysterically and crying. And I said, and there's that too. <laughs> There's just been so many times in all of this that he, my little guy, I just want to tell him, can you please throw me a bone here, dude? Can you, can you help me out a little bit? Luckily, it didn't even phase the doctor, and he, he 100% was good with us doing the surgery. But we've gotten a lot of, a lot of odd looks at periodically when we're looking for certain services or things, and sometimes I just want to tell my little guy, please help me out here. Help me out. <laughs> I just hope that our story <clears throat> reminds you to find the silliness in all of the seriousness and all of this advocating that we do for our, our kiddos. Um, it can be so exhausting and so troublesome but try not to take it too seriously all the time have some fun with it <laughs> thanks for listening today if you would like to talk with me personally where we can chat and just get to know each other like old friends i would love to do a discovery call with you go to my website on theharddays.com and click on schedule a call and if you're not already subscribed to this podcast please do so so that you get the latest when they roll out. Not to mention, please leave a review if you feel like this episode spoke to you.
That way, the podcast will be shown to more mothers. And finally, you can find me on Instagram at on the hard days with dots in between each word or in my free Facebook community, On the Hard Days Podcast and Community. If you are feeling isolated in your parenting journey, I encourage you to reach out through any of these means so that I can connect you with your people and support you in whatever way you need.